Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Turn to your neighbor and say, today I'm going to hear what God has for me. I'm going to hear what God has for me. Some of y'all have been listening for what God has for somebody else or something else or somewhere else. Today, what's God have for you? You have to listen. The Bible calls it a hearing ear. If you're thinking about things that you don't need to be thinking about, stop thinking about them. Stop right now. Be free. It's going to be a different day. I'm telling you, it's going to be a different day. Uh, no, it really is, because I, I had my sermon ready Friday, emailed it to, to Mark uh, y- yesterday, got up this morning at 6 a.m., prayed for an hour uh, for all of you and for us and for this, this service, and then uh, began to go over my notes, and as I'm going over them, it was like God said, no. And I went, you, you don't understand. How many of you know you don't ever tell God he doesn't understand? And so I had this one thought come to me, and we're doing this series on dedicated, being dedicated. And, you know, that's, a, that's quite a word. When you dedicate some baby to the Lord or your child to the Lord, what you're saying is, God, I put them in your hands. I'm dedicated to you helping us bring this child up and training them up in the way that they should go so when they're old they'll not depart from it. So you don't take them back. Say, okay, God, I did that in a moment. Dedication is a lifelong lifelong commitment. And so the prayer and the goal here is for us to dedicate our lives, our service to the Lord, our purposes to God. And so I get up and God has this word for me. Go to the top. And I'm thinking, well, and then I had this thought when Jesus took the guys to the top of the mountain, the three disciples to the top of the mountain. And I'm going to read this in just a moment. But, you know, sometimes... We, we really lose sight of God's plan. Some of you have been unchurched. You've been out of church for years. Uh, maybe you didn't go to church when you were young or you went just for a little bit. And so you don't really get the whole church situation. And it can be a little scary. So today I'm going to try to bring that home. It was like the lady who hated hospitals. Uh, she, she had uh, avoided them for years. She had bad experience as a kid. And she just hated hospitals. So she never went, and it, it had been decades since she went to the hospital to see anybody. But finally, her very dearest friend found herself in the hospital, and she thought, I need to go visit her. But I haven't been to a hospital in years, and how many of you know all this stuff has changed? You, you, you could walk into a baby ward unchecked. You could just do anything you wanted. Days have changed. And so she goes to the hospital, scared out of her mind. She goes to the elevator, and pushes the button, and as she's waiting on the elevator, a technician uh, with this big, huge piece of equipment uh, comes up beside her. She gets on the elevator, and he gets on with her, and and she doesn't know what to say. It's a new high-tech era in hospitals, and she's thinking to herself, "This I I don't know what that is. And she looked at him, and she said, boy, I'd sure hate to be hooked up to that machine. And he said, so would I. It's a floor cleaner. Uh, You know, sometimes we just don't know what's going on. And, and some of y'all are here going, man, I, I'm scared. I haven't been in church in a while. And it's all high tech now. But, you know, you come in here, every one of us come in here today going, measuring our lives against our family, where we've been, our understanding. And so we, we oftentimes say, well, this is as good as life is going to get right here. I mean, I'm living the life. I got a job, got a paycheck, I got a family. Things are really good. And, you know, that's great. That's really good for you. But the reality is that God may have more for you. Matter of fact, I can promise you God has more for you. He has more for us. He has more for his people. And the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he doesn't want to kill your body because he knows you're going to die anyway. What he wants to kill is your hope, your vision, your passion, your purpose, your destiny. He wants to steal that from you. He wants you to say, well, you know, this is as good as it's going to get for your life. Now, about a year ago... Right before I was, uh, when I was trying to figure out what God wanted me to do, I got a call from St. Louis, and I hadn't preached but uh, one time uh, in, in like two years, and you know it's a little scary. And I get this call from St. Louis, and the guy says, uh, 
He's a real good friend of mine. He's a big church. He said, I want you to come and preach for me. And um, I wasn't at the, the peak of my life. You know what I'm saying? I, was, I wasn't at the top of my world at that time. But while I was getting ready to go preach for him, I heard this song. It's not a Christian song, so all you religious people, if you have to walk out, I understand. If you need to go burn your CDs. Uh, you know, we used to do album burnings when I was a youth pastor. I look back on that and go, I, I think Jesus shook his head and said, what am I going to do with the boy? You know, but this song came to me and I fell in love with it. And uh, so I, I found these, this, this video on YouTube of it. And it's a feel-good song. And I just want to get, I want to get you in the mood to receive today. I want to get you, I want to get you thinking out of your funk and out of your junk. And I want to get you thinking about what God wants. So guys, could you just play this, run this. Blast them. some brother up in here got a bunch of really lily white folk in here today you got to get happy see i play that song I'm, it gets all over me i'll be playing that all day uh, my expector has been fixed i'm expecting things from god i've been dreaming of this since i was a child what have you been dreaming about since you were a kid and how come that dream is dormant today let me tell you, people are wondering where God is. I'm going to tell you where God is today. I'm going to tell you where he is, okay? You ready? <sighs> me and you, brother, me and you. Come on. Just want Jeanette, where are you? Come on. Need a little help up in here. The best book in the Bible, the Gospel of Mark. Turn there. Thank you. 
It doesn't get better than the book of Mark. And if you're a Matthew, get over it. Mark 9.1, Jesus went on to say, that means he was saying something before. Jesus went on to say, now he's coming to a point, and you need to get this point. I assure you that some of you standing here right now will not die before you see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Six days later, after that moment, it says that Jesus took Peter, James, and John to the top of the mountain. No one else was there. That bothers me. Because Jesus had 12 disciples. Evidently, the other nine were sissies. Because I'm going to tell you something. If I'm a follower of Jesus, he ain't taking my three brothers up the hill without taking me. Yeah, they're sitting down there going, because that's what we do. We have pity party. Why isn't Jesus talking to me? Why isn't Jesus doing something for me? He only invited three. I extend my own invitation when it comes to God. He said, come unto me. Well, if he said, come unto me, that means I can come unto him anywhere. As the men watched, says it took Peter, James, and I to the top of the mountain. As no one else was there, as the men watched, Jesus' appearance changed. And his clothing became dazzling white. Far whiter than any earthly process could ever make it. Let me ask this question. What if, what if Jesus decided to not go to the top of the mountain? What if Jesus said, you know, I, you're my father. Why should I climb a stinking mountain? Why should I have to go there? What if Jesus said, I can hear you from down here? Because that's what most of us do. We want to hear God from where we want to hear God. Let me tell you, it's time for you to find where God is and where God is speaking. And God is not in a ditch. God's not in a hole. God's on the top of the mountain. And the devil doesn't want you to ascend to your destiny, to your purpose, and to the things God has for you. So he says, you know what? It's okay. Live a status quo life. You know what status quo means? The mess we're in now. Just stay here. And we adjust to the silence. We know God is present. We know God is real. We know he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But why is it silent? Because we haven't climbed to the place of God. We haven't worked to say, God, I'm going to get to that place no matter what it takes. I mean, why couldn't God have spoken in the desert, in a tent? Why couldn't have God been in a tabernacle? Why couldn't he have been somewhere else? But he says, they went to the top of the mountain. You have to have a vision for the top, baby. You're not going to get there on an elevator or an escalator, a helicopter or an airplane. They climbed to the top of the mountain. A lot of people looking for the express lane to the voice of God. But you know what? Sometimes you have to pull yourself away, and that's what Jesus did on numerous occasions, to hear his Father. Let me tell you, the devil doesn't want you going to the top. He doesn't want Mosaic going to the top. He doesn't want anybody that gives glory and credit to God going to the top. You're going to have to do something. We're going to have to do something. It'd be easy just to settle. It'd be easy just to not have a vision. If you remember Abraham's father stopping, supposed to be going to Canaan, stops in Haran, and he says, this is good enough. You know how many good enough Christians we have in the world today? This is good enough. I'm going to heaven. I don't just want to go to heaven. I want heaven to come to me. I don't want to die just to go to heaven. I ain't in a hurry to get there. So what do you do? Jesus said, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's bringing heaven to earth. Some of y'all have been told you'll never amount to much. You just get along, buy your little house with a picket fence, and, and just you know raise your kids. And that, that right there is enough to make you feel like you're going to hell. Snapchat, chat, chat. All this stuff going on in the world today. And you're like, well, how do I do this? You keep them climbing. You teach your kids to have a vision to go to the top. Listen, man, I'm in the lobby between these services. And a mother comes up to me and she goes, uh, Pastor, could we, uh, could we have the kids take an offering in kids ministry? I said, we sure can. You going to give them a lot of money? No, she said, I want my kid 
to learn to give. She has a vision to take him to the top. She has a vision for the top. She wants her kid to know what it takes to get to the top. You don't get to the top by looking at God and giving him, you know, a once a week visit at church and you're not even checked in. You're checked out before you ever check in. Show up, but you don't step up. I ain't mad at you. And some of y'all mad at me for saying that right now. He doesn't know what we're going through. Don't care. Your neighbor's going through something too. Everybody around you going through something. We're all going through something. What, you think you're the only one going through something? And God going, oh, you just, oh, well, they're going through something. <laughs> you never go to the top if you're stuck where you're at. You have an emotional paralysis. You've been hurt. You've been wounded. Look, can I tell you about something? Everybody in the world's been hurt by the church. We all sing the same song. We ought to write a song about it. Well, I've been hurt by the church, so I'm not going to step back in or step up. I'm just going to go. I've been hurt by McDonald's. They're still open and still serving millions. I didn't stop eating there. My kids, I, we're going to McDonald's. I got, it got bad enough to where I just go through the drive-thru. There's less cholesterol. You go in, you got to snort all that stuff they're cooking. But anyway, so, but you know, you've been hurt by a restaurant. You've been hurt by a school. You've been hurt by an organization. It's ironic to me the church is the only place that can hurt you deep enough to make you quit. And it's the only institution of hope on earth. We're all going to get hurt, man. Come on. You, you ain't going to play a football game without getting hit. It's just a part of it. If a guy says, I want to play football, but I don't want to get hit. Go golfing. You might still get hit. I did. I got knocked out by a golf ball one time. Never played with slicing golfers. This guy couldn't hit a ball to save his life. And he literally, I'm at a 30-degree angle. And he, I, the ball hit me. I knocked me out. I wanted to quit golf, but I thought, this is kind of a contact sport now. I like it. <laughs> you have to have a vision to go to the top. I believe it's where God is waiting on us. Some of you are camped out in camp pain, camp hurt, camp mad, camp bitter, camp whatever. You're on the side of the mountain going, you know, I've been so hurt, I can't go to the top. No, you haven't been so hurt you've chosen not to go to the top we're going to the top you know how easy it'd be me to look and say look at this crowd 11 months old and we got this i could easily say oh, this is good enough no it ain't good enough you know why outside these doors in this neighborhood in our city in our community there are people suffering from loneliness and depression and pain and anger going to hell in a handbag and here we are i am not satisfied I want these people to go to the top. And you know what? We have to act like we're going somewhere if we expect them to go anywhere with us. If somebody took me to Mount Everest I, I, and I was going to climb, I wouldn't say, you know, could I just stay at base camp? If I'm going to spend all that energy to get there, something's going to happen. You got up this morning, drove here, and you know what? You need to expect that God's going to do something, say something, infuse you with something that will cause you to say, I am going to the top. I'm not settling outside or short of God's promise. It'll take tenacity. It'll take dedication. It will take commitment. It will take a resistance to hear the wrong voices. Because when you hear the wrong voices, you make the wrong choices. And there's only one difference in stop and top. And it's the letter S. And a lot of people have stopped instead of going to the top. I can tell you right now, I, I know... In my life, I know where God is. And it would be easy for me to have a pity party. Woe is me. Fell off the mountain. It was great while it lasted. You know what? As long as I'm drawing breath, destiny beats every time my heart beats. Purpose beats every time you feel my pulse. You cannot deny it in your life. Don't stop. Don't quit. Have a vision for the top. It doesn't matter what your parents said and what, what they tell you you could do or not do. Your teacher said you'll never make it. Your parents said it doesn't happen to our family. Nothing good ever happens. We never get anything. And people stop. 
And they just say, you know, I'm just, I hear people say, I'm happy with life. I'm glad you're happy with life. I am. But you know what? You need to drain it for all it's worth. We need to go after it. The world's watching. And they're just negative people, negative reports, negative journalism. If you're watching the bad news, it's, it's no surprise to me that the good news is having a hard time getting to you. You know, it, it just surprises me that Christians have fallen prey to arguing about what's going to happen in our world. God's in charge. God's in charge. It doesn't mean that we don't do anything, but God's in charge. And ultimately, one day, there's only one guarantee in life, we're all going to die. Feel encouraged. It's the absolute truth that I can give you today. And you know what? That's going to happen. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Live your life. Keep on climbing. Go on up. Next, we should take others with us. It's interesting that Jesus did not go alone. There are two things you never want to do. You do not want to climb a mountain alone, and you do not want to golf alone. Back to golf. Let me tell you why. When you make a hole in one, nobody will believe you. Never golf alone. You'll have your best day. You'll shoot, you'll shoot eight below par, and they'll go, you're just a liar. Nobody's ever going to believe you because you suck every other day. And you never want to climb a mountain alone because if you get up there and you get caught, there's nobody there to, to help you. Jesus, the very Son of God, didn't even go to the top alone. And yet, because we've been hurt by people, we stop, we quit. Well, people hurt me. Well, you're people. You hurt people, too. And so we get paralyzed by the pain, the emotion of past hurts and experiences, and we just stop. We're afraid that we can't do it again. We're afraid that if, we, if we're going to experience the same thing, and you might, but this time you'll be more prepared. Jesus took three to the top. Who's following you? Who are you mentoring? I told our staff this week, I said, I want to know who your replacement is. You never want to go it alone. You never want to do life alone. You never want to do ministry alone. You never want to do anything alone. We were put here. We're better together than we are separate. And we do have differences. And let me help you with this. Our differences are what make life exciting. We try to, you try to marry somebody just like you, sick. What, Mr. and Miss Boring? Who wants to live next door to you? There's no electricity. You're out in the yard always at kumbaya and together inside you're messed up. It's that difference that brings a little life and vitality. We're looking for somebody. I'm just telling you, God made us so different. It's so wonderful. You want to celebrate. Take people with you. Jesus took three guys with him. And to get there is what happens. You have to be positive. Be positive. Don't climb down in the ditch with people. You know what? There are people off the side of the road in ditches and caves and, 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 and they're just in pits. You don't go down there and, and commiserate with them. I don't think God is there. I think God will go down and get them, but God's not going to go to your pit and have a party in your pit. We don't celebrate anybody who falls into a hole. We celebrate people who climb to pinnacles. If somebody's celebrating your ditch, they're sick. They're paralyzed like you. Yeah, the whole world stinks, but we don't. You ever been around people like that? We're victims. Everybody wants to be. It's easy to be a victim and expect somebody else to fix your world. You have to fix your world. You can't fix any. You can fix yours. And you can get down in the pit with somebody and say, you know what, I'm not going to stay here long. You have about five minutes. I'm getting ready to go climb a mountain. Are paralyzed. Do we clap? If you want to. You're quiet, 11 o'clock crowd. I don't know what happened. Brian was on the roof fixing the air conditioning. I think he probably put something in it. And you're just like, yeah, okay. You know what? Going to the top's not easy. You have to stay positive. There will be difficulties, there will be adversity, there will be times that you'll go, what in the world are we doing? But you have to say, we're going anyway. I've had days like that. My Mondays are usually very difficult. I think about everything. The, the, the 9.30 service, everything went wrong. It was perfect. 
I just call it a perfect service. Preach right through it. Happy. Now, in the morning, how many of you know Satan gets up early on Monday? He does. Satan, Satan sets his alarm early on Monday. Because you had some of God on Sunday, and he's going to question what you heard. He's going to question your dedication. He's going to challenge your dedication. He's going to challenge your commitment. And you got to stand up before your feet ever hit the floor and say, Devil, I'm getting ready to get up. You better look out, because when these two feet hit the floor, the Holy Ghost is getting ready to go to work. I'm going to the top. This week, I want all of you on social media, I want you to quit telling me how many tumors you have and if you got issues going on in your life and you all hooked up to something and I lost my kitty and I look, I pity your kitty, but listen to me. I don't want to see you hooked up on hospital machines and, and all that. I want you to rise up this week and say, I'm going to the top. Hashtag Mosaic Church OKC. I'm going to the top. Ain't going to quit. Ain't going to stop. Bebop, bebop. And that's all some of you will remember about this message. Tweet it. Post it. Paste it. Write it. Picture it. Put it somewhere. Every day, I'm going to the top. Let me tell you, at the end of this week, you'll be surprised at the comments and the likes you get because people are sick and tired of hearing about drama. We've so fallen prey to secular journalism that we're saying the same things. Rise up and say, I'm going to the top. They said, but you got fired yesterday. Yeah, that's making a way for me to go to the top. It was sad. That job was in my way. What is up with him? I told you I'm blaming this one on God. I had everything ready, and this is what God did. I'm going to the top. Now, you know what? You know, how, you know why we, people have problems with that? Because when you say that, you put in them a vision of the top, and they may not want to go there. And so now they will criticize you for raising the standard in the bar to get to where you want to go. Listen, I'm going to keep preaching this until the day I draw my last breath. Because let me tell you, I've been criticized for being arrogant since I came back. I ain't being arrogant. I'm just telling you, I'm going to the top. That, that's just faith. That's just being who God called me to be. That's just doing what God called me to do. You can live in the shadow of your shame. Or in the despair of your ditch the rest of your life. If you want to. I ain't going to. I don't want to go to a, the, the first church of desperation and despair. Well we're going to make it. We're going to get by. God bless you. Go have potluck dinner together. Shoot. Sing Kumbaya a couple of times and tell everybody how miserable your life is. We're the church. We're the real church. We're holding on. He didn't say hold on till I come. He said occupy till I come. That means do business. That means take over. That means take land that the devil has stolen. That means take back the joy that you've lost. That means step up and go from glory to glory. And quit waiting on things to get right. You make them right. Quit waiting on things to get good. Make them good. Nobody's going to come to your pity party. If they do, they'll bring a carrot cake. As you can tell, I don't like them. So don't be making no carrot cakes. What's that funky cake they pass around at Christmas? Fruit cake. Oh, Jesus. There will be no fruit cake in heaven. Nobody's ever eaten one. They just re-gift them. Nobody eats fruit cake. You ever notice that? Hey, come to my house. We're having fruit cake. Yeah, and you're also not having company. Thanks for the warning.
You're not leaving because you're just curious what I'm going to say next. And I really don't know, so it could be good. Be supportive. Don't be negative. Be positive. Be supportive. Tell people you're going to the top. People say our company's going down the tubes. It can go down the tubes, but I'm going to the top. I'm not dependent on my company. I'm dependent on God. Thank you, 25 people. I'll see you at the top. The rest of y'all, marshmallows on the side of the hill. See, you got to be go-to-the-top people. It doesn't just happen. You have to prepare for it. You have to ready yourself for it. You have to believe it can happen. You have to be so dedicated to it that you'd die before you didn't get there. We have too many people thinking about things, considering things, instead of committing to things. Paul said, I fought the good fight. He didn't say, I watched the good fight. He said, I fought the good fight. We have too many people sitting in the bleachers and not playing in the ring. Time for you to step in the ring. People need your support. I want in the seat back in front of you is a card. I want you to get it. If you can't find one, lift your hand. We'll get one to you. It's called a, I want to volunteer at Mosaic Church. Now get mad at me. Go ahead. <laughs> See, what's he doing? I'm trying to help you know that we're going to get to the top and we're going to get there together. We're not going alone. Now, I love all of you who come and sit on your tushies every week. I do. I love you. But I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to love me and you're not going to love this church if you keep it up. You're not. You know why? Because all you're doing is you're being Simon Cowell. You're sitting around judging the entertainment. And this ain't American Idol. And it's off now anyway. The point is people are not happy in life without helping other people find happiness in life. People will not get to where they're going in life without taking other people where they're going in life. Why did Jesus take three to the top? He wanted to prove to them they could get to the top. He knew if he could get three people to go to the top with him, they'd tell other people they made it to the top. You and I have to work to get to the top so that other people will believe they can get to the top. Scientists and doctors said for years that the four-minute mile could never be broken. They said mankind will never do it physically. It's impossible. The lungs and the heart cannot do it. And then one day, one man broke the four-minute mile. And after that, weeks later, everybody started breaking the four-minute mile. Many people started breaking it, and they're still breaking it today because one man said, I can do this. And he showed the world he could do it. The world is waiting on the church to be a hope, a hospital for hopeless people that will bring hope to their lives. We're going to bring healing. We're going to bring joy. We're going to bring peace. We're going to bring all the good stuff. Salvation to people who are in despair and think they've gone too far in life for God to ever love them. Let me tell you something. This is not about what you've done. It's about what he did that will always trump everything you'll ever do. And he came and gave his life so that nobody would have to perish. Nobody. Do you have these? Lift them up if you got one of these. That's not enough people. Get the stinking card. All right, now. Fake it till you make it. Okay, that's good. Put them down. I, I'm being a rascal today. I get it, but this is God's fault. He told me to preach this, and I am. And I rarely blame anything on God, but today I am. Let me tell you why I'm doing this. Because I didn't come here for a job. I came here because my call and destiny is to help other people know their call and destiny and take them there. And you know what? I'm battle-tested, folks. I am battle-stinking-tested. And I'm standing up today telling you, yeah, you can get shot and you can get back up. You can fall down and you can get up. This is all about, if you don't have one, lift your hand. We got guys walking down the aisle and they'll give you the creepy eye if you don't have one in your hand. I just want you to hold on to it for right now. I want you to feel it. This is anointed cardstock. My master's degree was in church leadership and ministry. 
We did a study on why people come to church and why people leave church. And let me tell you, it's an interesting thing. Most people come to church because they want to have interaction with other people. Let me tell you, social media will never do for you or me what somebody can do for us in this place. Let me tell you why. Because we are moved by touch. That's the reason Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. He said, lay hands on the sick. Something happens with touch. Scientifically proven that the body is filled with vibrations. That your body literally has vibrations. And when you touch somebody else, it's like energy going from you to them and back to you. And in that degree program, there's one thing I remember. Is that every person that comes to a church needs to be touched five times before their tail touches the chair. You don't have a tail. You got a booty. Whatever it is. Before it touches the chair, you need to be touched five times. And some of you think, I don't need to be. Let me tell you something. There's something about touch. And you know what? The reason I have this in your hand... I, I mean, I'm going to love you if you don't sign up. But let me tell you something. It's time for you to go to the top. And you know what? We're going to the top. If you want to go to the top, we're going to take you there. And the reason we're going to take you there is not because we're better than anybody else. or we're, But because we believe that we belong at the top. And you have to believe you belong at the top. Quit talking yourself out of it. I read on Facebook every day people like degrading themselves and putting themselves down. I'm thinking you're going to stay down if you talk down. you got to talk up if you're going to go up you got to believe that God has a plan for you to get to the top. I want you to get there. Five touches. Let me tell you what that means. That means starting in the parking lot. I need at least four people every service. I'd love to have eight. I would love for it to look like there was a brawl in our parking lot. Because I promise you people would pull in. How many of you know you can slow... If you want to slow traffic down all... Let me tell you, if I was a highway patrol... What I would do every evening is I would set up a wreck. I would, I would stage a wreck on one side of the highway. Everybody would slow down. Both directions because they want to see if somebody's been hurt. You want to have traffic stop? Just have an accident. Slow down. People want to be touched. In that parking lot. It's the first touch. At the door. Outside door, second touch. In the lobby between the outside door and this door, third touch. Inside that door, right there, right there, that, that, another touch. Before you sit down, another touch. People need to be touched five times. I'm going to tell you, when I was on my sabbatical for two years, I went to churches from coast to coast. I'd always been a preacher. I'd never sat where you guys sat. I always had this view. So I thought, I want to get your view. So I would go to churches, and I would test the church. They didn't know I was testing them, and it didn't matter. I was just doing it for me. I just wanted to see what it was like. I wanted to see what you felt like walking into a church. I walked into one church, one, one of the larger churches in America. And I mean, when I say larger, I mean large. I got out of my car. I started walking toward the door. Not one person out there to greet me. I got to the door. There was no one at the door. I got in the lobby, no one said hi to me, and I stood around wanting them to. I was doing this on purpose. I went, as I was going into the sanctuary, nobody there to shake my hand. I went and sat down in my chair, and literally not one person touched me or said hi. I said I would not go to this church. Now, you got to understand, I realize not every sermon I preach is going to be great. Our music, you can, get, you can get music on podcasts, you can get preaching on podcasts, you get good stuff. In my, it's my opinion that the reason people come to church is because they want to be touched by other human beings. Something happens here that will not happen on Facebook. It won't happen on Instagram. It won't happen on Twitter. It will not happen out there on Snapchat. It only happens when you get next to other people. And those people have the attitude of, you are important. Why do you think I'm in the lobby? I want you to know I'm glad you're here. Most of you. There's that human side. Some people, I'm just going, seriously? 
I know of a couple of good churches I can recommend. Anyway, so I'm being positive and supportive. I'm supporting them in their effort to go to Kumbaya Christian Center. Be present. We must plan on adversity en route to the top. It's not going to be easy to get there. And if you quit because it's difficult, you quit too soon. Next, we need to enjoy the time at the top. Celebrate. Celebrate. You know what suffering, you know what causes suffering? Let me help you today. You may not be able to fix it today, but let me tell you what causes suffering. Suffering is wishing that yesterday had been different and that tomorrow will be better. Nothing wrong with hoping for that, but when you look at yesterday and you use words like, sure wish we'd have bought this house, or I sure wish I'd taken that job, or I sure... Now, when you do that, that's when you begin to suffer because yesterday's gone. When you start looking at tomorrow and thinking, I sure hope that tomorrow's better than today, and you start thinking about what, what it might be like, or you start worrying about not being able to pay the bills tomorrow, or you, whatever it is you start thinking about, that's what causes suffering is leaving today. During my sabbatical, I wrote this poem because I, my mind was going crazy. I was looking at my yesterday going, man, I wish I hadn't done this. I wish I hadn't done that. And then I was thinking tomorrow, nothing good's going to happen. And I'd start worrying about not ever preaching or working. I didn't know what I was going to do. And this poem came to me and I just wrote it down. Tomorrow is on its way, but today is still today. It's all that we know for sure as we fight to resist tomorrow's allure. I can say that today was a good day. I have nothing negative that I must say. But was it the best day that I will ever see? If today becomes tomorrow, there might be better for me. But I must believe that my best is still in the present. Maybe the best in life is to always find something pleasant. The former may not compare with the latter. But if we don't live today to the full, what will it matter? Make every day count. Make it the best. Why even compare it to all the rest? Life is to be lived one day at a time. To miss out on the best of today is surely a crime. So goodbye to yesterday's victories and sorrows. I choose today's best without wishing on tomorrow's. Today I will enjoy the moments of rest without strife, trusting that today might just be the best day of my life. I go back and I read that, remembering how critical time is. Today's all you have. Today's it. Today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice today. I will rejoice today and be glad in it. But let me tell you what I'm telling you today. I'm going to the top. I want you to, I want you to have top talk all week. I want you, listen to me, I've never pressed this before, but I'm pressing it now because I'm tired of not seeing things on social media that make me happy. Five people want to be happy. Yay! Top talk. I want you to put on social media, I'm going to be watching every one of you. I look for you. Instagram, Facebook, tweet, tweet. I look for you. What I want to see is I'm going to the top. Hashtag Mosaic Church OKC. Can you handle it or are you just going to be critical? I can't believe he wants us to do that. I'm going to do it every day this week. I'm going to the top. People are going to criticize you and the people are going to love you. You're going to create this. You're going to have a following. You're going to be a sensation. When you start talking up like that in a down world, people don't know what to do. You say, well, I just got fired. They'll really try to figure you out. I'm going to the top. It's just in a different company. Going to the top. That's what I call top talk. Here's what I want you to do. Get a pen out. Now, write on this card. Now, understand, here's, you, you, let me help you with something here. I'm not tricking you. I'm being honest with you. This church will not go to the top without you. No pastor can take a church to the top. We together take a church to the top. Amen. Together. And you know what? You say, well, I've never served in a church before. Well, maybe it's a good time for you to figure that out. 
This is not the love boat. This is a battleship. If you want to go to a love boat, I can send you to some. But we're in a fight. We're in a fight for the moral conscience of our society. For a people who are confused and don't know what to think and what to do. Is there a God? And if there is, why do these things happen? Let me tell you, because we live in a fallen world, but we have a risen Savior who conquered all the things we're facing today. We just have to go to the top. We have to keep climbing. We have to follow Jesus. You're not going to be perfect. You may smoke weed. Be an usher. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> what I'm telling you is, just don't be selling anything up in here. <laughs> Man, we, we're trying to take the mountain. <laughs> we're just trying to take the mountain. I don't have time to ask you what you watch at home and what you eat. Some of y'all need to cut back on the fried chicken. Because some people say, well, I don't smoke weed. Yeah, but you eat fried junk. Your arteries are pumping barely. It's like... It's your heart. Doctors, what's going on in there? Sludge. Okay. Top talk. Fill it out. Are you, are you doing that right now? Are you filling it out right now? Okay, there's an ink pen. Guys, if, there aren't any, if you need an ink pen, lift your hand. Here's why I'm doing this, because going to the kiosk is going to be way too long. And I, I need every hole filled. I need everything. And you say, why do you need everything? Because we can't do this alone. And you know what? You're, it's no fun anyway. You, 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 you want to get involved. And you know what? The reason I say what I say is because some of y'all are going to use the excuse, I'm not good enough, and I smoke, I cuss, I drink, I chew. God loves you. And you say, well, Pastor, why do you do this? Because you know what? For years, the church kept a lot of good people out that if we'd have just given them a pickaxe and, and some boots, they would have started climbing and forgotten about all the things holding them down. And they would have walked themselves out of it and climbed themselves out of it. We're giving you an opportunity to climb yourself out of your mess. Because none of us are worthy. Every one of us need Jesus. We're all jacked up. But we have a God. Who sent Jesus to take care of the jack up. So fill this out. And don't, don't clap now. This, this is a no clap time. Because what we're going to do is we're going to receive our tithes and offerings. Don't clap. We're going to receive our tithes and offerings. And so there's an envelope in front of you. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to fill this out. I want you to fill your offering envelope out. If you give by text, I want you to put it on your phone right now. And I want, I want you to, because in a moment I'm going to ask you to hold these up. And here's why we're going to do this. Today we are dedicating ourselves to serving God in every way we can serve the Lord. Now, you don't have to do this, and you can get mad at me for being positive, upbeat, going to the top. You may not like all this. You know, I, I'm sure there will be somebody watching online, and, you know, I, I don't really care, folks, anymore. I, I just care about what Jesus says and what Jesus thinks. And I'm just going to stay happy because it doesn't do any good to be unhappy. And all I had this morning was a blueberry bagel, okay? From Oklahoma, not Colorado. <laughs> and some of you will be asking, what did he mean by that? <laughs> I just was so thrilled when God spoke to me this morning and said, Mark, take them to the top. Take them to the top. Take them to the top. Because that's where they're going to hear my voice. That's when they're, where they're going to find their destiny. That's where they're going to know I'm God. Take them to the top. Don't let your circumstances, your past, the mistakes you've made, don't let anything keep you down. Pick it up, baby, and keep on climbing. Keep on going. Don't let anybody talk you down from the top God called you to. So once you fill that out, if you're giving by text, you can give 405-546-2226. If you want to give online, you're watching online, just go to the bottom of the page and it'll say give. Uh, if you want to give by cash, credit card, you can do that with the offering envelope, the seat back in front of you. Fill that out. Uh, once you've filled everything out, I want to ask you just to lift your card up. Your offering envelope up. If you haven't filled one out, grab one and fake it. You'll feel better. 
Come on, if you filled one out, 930 percentage-wise was better than you guys. I hate to tell you that. No, they were. They, they really got it. I don't know whether they're just religious people that felt like they needed to. I don't know. But I want you to do this. Here's why I want you to do this. And I'm not mad at you. Some of you are visiting. Some of you go to other churches. I get that. But here's what I want you to understand. We, 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 don't, we don't challenge each other to commit. When I played sports in school, my dad would always tell me every football, baseball, basketball, track season, he'd say this. He'd look at me and say, son, if you start, you're going to finish. Don't you dare come home and tell me you quit because I won't let you. That was my dad's challenge. He said, you are dedicated to that team. If you dedicate yourself to that team, you finish with that team. So, you know, we live in a world where you get ninth place trophies. Who cares? I don't believe in that mess. Dad Gummin, if you don't work for it, you don't get it, get up next year and try again. And some of you get mad at me over that. You're just thrilled your kid got ninth place. Don't be thrilled. <laughs> Look at your kid and say, man, I'm proud of you. You gave it all you had. You finished. But I think next year we can take fifth. And I think the year after that we can take second. And I think maybe the year after that if we work real hard, we can go to the top and we can take first. I'm going to tell you, showing up doesn't get a lot for you. But I'm telling you, when you step up, it will make all the difference in the world. Okay, everybody got your offering envelopes and your volunteer cards because the ushers are going to be coming by here in just a minute. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you empowered us. You said if the spirit that raised you from the dead lives in us, you'll quicken our mortal bodies. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. God, we're not going to be status quo believers. We're not going to be a status quo church. Lord, we're not going to sit around and sing Kumbaya. We're going to sing the battle song and we're going to sound the trumpet of charge. God, we are going to reach this city. Lord, we're going to reach out to our nation and we're going to touch the world that you've given us. As long as we're, we're drawing breath, we're going to make good use of that breath, God. And so, Lord, I pray over everyone right now in this church, those who are pondering, getting uh, dedicated to serving, those who are wanting to but just can't today. And I'm praying for those who are lifted their hands and they've got cards and offering envelopes in their hands today, God. Today, I thank you for fellow soldiers who are stepping up saying, we're going to fight this fight with you. We're going to let the city know we're serious. We're not just going to come to church. We're going to be the church. And so, Lord, I pray over them that you'd strengthen them. Lord, when next Sunday they wake up, barely wake up, and the devil says, oh, they don't need you today. And besides that, they ain't worth it. This is not about just us. This is about your kingdom, about the body of Christ. And so, Lord, I pray over them for strength, passion, desire, willpower in Jesus' name. And bless the givers, God. You said if we'd give, you'd give back good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So do it in Jesus' name. Amen.